0: Good morning, brothers and sisters, Ray here from Innocence Redeemed. It is quarter to five on Monday morning, May 9th, and I woke up this morning and received an email from a listener over in Indonesia, and this spoke to me in spirit that I needed to get on and do some sort of follow-up as far as where I
1: stand on a few things. I want to make it very clear,
0: when I do a podcast and I talk about certain things as far as, you know, the Kool-Aid jab and whatever else, I do so because I truly
1: care. In my heart, I truly care. And
0: this email I'm about to read to you guys is an example of why I do what I do. Because there are so many out there who are misled. There are so many out there who have bought the lies of the enemy. There are so many people out there who have bought into the evil and they have
1: no idea what it has done to them. <sighs> I don't even know where to begin on this, guys.
0: And I was just sitting outside talking to the Lord about it and uh, having my coffee because that's usually what I do this time of the morning. It's very early. I usually don't get on this early and do a recording, you can tell in my voice I probably sound like a frog. You know, when the pandemic started, in spirit, I sensed that something was very wrong. And I said it before, I said that three things were going on at once. I couldn't put my finger exactly on what they were, but I sensed at the very beginning that one of the agendas was to get people to take something. I said, they're going to scare people half to death, and the natural response is going to be to stay away from everybody, everybody will isolate, and then when there's a shot available, everyone will run out and get it and throw the caution to the wind without asking questions. Now, not everybody has done that. Some people knew, some people had a feeling when it started that, I said, wait a minute, you know, something's fishy about this. I mean, guys, knowing that, and then I'll never forget, I was doing yard work, and I had. I want to say I had Alex Jones on and uh, it was streaming on my phone and I was doing some yard trimming out in my front yard and he was carrying live a press conference that Trump was holding at the time that they were rushing
1: through Operation Warp Speed and that the shot was not approved by the FDA. When I
0: heard that, Immediately, red flags went up because number one, anybody say what you will, say what you want about Trump. You know, I'm honestly at this point, I'm not sure what to think about him. But at that time, I thought, well, this is strange because he was always anti vax. Why is he pushing this? That was the question I had. To this day, I still don't have the answers to that. You know, despite all these negative effects people have been having. He's still telling people to go out and get it, that they should get it and acting like it's the best thing since sliced bread. No, oh, look, at I did that. And, and throughout all of that, I have said to myself, that is not something I would want tied to my legacy as president. But it is what it is. What's happened has happened.
1: And I had a feeling, you know, I knew
0: there was going to be people that were going to get hurt very badly. Those of you who have been following me for a while, you might remember that's why I got on throughout a lot a good portion of 2021 as a matter of fact, and I beat it like a drum, I beat the V issue like a drum because I knew in my heart what they were doing. I had seen documentaries. when I was sitting here and doing research, when we were all on house arrest, and I call it house arrest, because that's exactly what it was during the month of April of. 2020. Whereas most people were taking advantage of free subscriptions like Netflix and Hulu and all that, and just spending time with their family, I was doing a lot of digging. And I was getting heavy into my walk at the time and I was praying. And one of the things that when I had seen a few documentaries and I had seen other ministries out there saying, oh, this is the mark, this is the mark of the beast, oh, it's the mark of the beast. And I had seen some things like blockchain, I had seen, I had seen the patent, which I have mentioned a few times now, uh, wo 2020 and this patent was tied to a cryptocurrency where transactions are held in the cloud and everyone is tracked. And I took it to prayer because I was like, is it, you know, Lord, I, I was wondering what I'm, I'm like, is this the mark? Is it the mark of the beast? And I thought to myself, well, it can't be because they're not forcing everybody yet. And I had prayed on it quite a few times. And what I got in spirit was, it is an experiment. Sometimes the Lord will reveal things to me, but he won't give me the details specifically because he's even said to me before, you already know the answer.
1: And what I saw as it pertains
0: to being an experiment was first of all, there was the social aspect of it. You know, there, were, there was the mask thing that was going on and the social distancing thing and the terms that they were using, such as unessential. Um, your business is unessential. Social distance from this person, they're unessential. We're not gonna let you see your grandparents. You know, you could make them sick, they're elderly. And people were isolated, and they were getting depressed, and there were people developing drinking problems, and they were getting into drugs, and uh, there were just so many people that were suffering through all that whole thing. Then came the whole situation with the shot once it was released, the propaganda, the incentives, then the whole, well, you're not going to work if you don't, no shot, no work. And so many fell
1: for it. Because they felt they had no other choice. And what they've been doing throughout all of this is dividing us. You know, that is how the enemy works. He divides. You know,
0: there is just so many layers to it, guys. This is what makes it complicated. And all I can speak is what comes to mind as to what I have felt about it. And obviously the email I'm about to read you, it inspired what I'm talking about right
1: now. You see, there's those who
0: choose to be oblivious. And then there's those who know somewhat or they get a discernment that something is wrong. But for whatever reason, whether it's peer pressure or any other reason, they go along with it. They, they still give in. Because either their friends did it or their family did it, and so they feel obligated, like they have to to get the yellow star. You know, I uh, last year did a show. I can't remember the title of it now. It was a while, it was so long ago, but I had talked about. I, I used the uh, old Dr. Seuss cartoon from the '70s, the Sneeches, as an example where they were going through these machines and they were getting yellow stars tattooed on their rear end. And, uh, you know, they would get one and there were those who had it and those who didn't and they were divided. Then those other people, those who didn't have it, they went through the machine, they got it. And then the people who already had it said, well, I'm going to get two. So then everybody gets two. Then the people who only had one, then they go through and they get two. Then it was the same pattern repeating. Oh, well I want, I'm going to have a third one cause I'm better than you. And what it was doing was it was demonstrating like a different social class. And so it was an excellent example as it pertained to what was unfolding in front of us. You know, there were truly those who were virtue signaling. There were those who thought because they wanted to say, I'm better than you because, look, I got it. And you can't be part of society. And this is what our media and our leadership was convincing people of. They were trying to tell people those who are not getting the shot, well, they're irrelevant and they shouldn't be allowed to participate in society. And to a degree, certain people fell for that. And so do you remember in the ARC series where I read that message that Glinda had got about separations occurring, the dividing lines and how people would be being shown? That came out in August of 2020. And what was interesting about the timing of that is that's exactly what was going on. People were being shown who was against them and who was for them. And so you see, it was part of the pandemic where people were being shown who was for them, who wasn't, and it was being used to gauge who would be compliant, who wouldn't be. Because everybody who got the shot, a name was taken when they got it. And so what that tells me is they can then see and make a comparison as to who has it and who doesn't. And they'll use it in the future. Like, oh, we know this person doesn't have it. You know, Who knows if that's what they're going to do, but that's the same kind of thing that will be done when they roll out their new system and which is this whole thing was a test for the whole pandemic was a dress it was a dress rehearsal the sad reality is well-meaning people
1: christians they too fell for it
0: or they were pressured by their friends and family and that's another reason i spoke about being careful who you associate with in the last podcast so Before anybody thinks that I did that out of malice or that I'm doing it to try to separate and cause division and hate, or if they're taking it the wrong way, you best open your eyes and understand that there is a reason that I appeal in my podcast the way that I do. For the simple fact that the average church down the street, they're simply not doing it. I have an anointing. I have a calling. I see things that a lot of people don't see. I discern things a lot of people don't see. And what I do is I get on and I share the wisdom that the Lord has imparted onto my heart. That's his spiritual gift toward me, guys. And I'm going to use it to give you guys the best advice I can because I do care and I don't want to see people being misled. And this email I received, this, uh, I'm not going to read all of it. I'm not going to identify who it was. She's talking about how she was divided. And we'll call her Sister N, as in Nancy, Sister N. That's not her name, but we'll just call her that so I don't identify her. This will be long, so please take your time reading this. At the time, I already got the jabberwack. And she puts in parentheses, how stupid of me. Just after I got the second jab, I began to think, why did we need who shots? At this point in my life, I had struggle with my church's doctrine. It's a charismatic church regarding the speaking in tongues, quote unquote, doctrine, because Paul clearly said that does anyone speak in tongues? You know, separately, I just want to interject really quick. My brother, my uh, dear friend, Brother H in Australia has talked about that with me, and he said, you know, you got to be really careful because there are those who can pray in tongues. I've heard of that, but speaking in tongues, you know, is it possible? I suppose anything is possible, but you really got to be careful of the Kundalini spirit. And that is very prevalent in a lot of the charismatic churches. You literally will see people shaking and their eyes go back in their head. And I mean, I've seen it on TV and I'll be like looking at it like, are you kidding me right now? And there's people who actually fall for that and believe that that is a moving of the Holy Spirit. And I say, be very careful to discern because that to me comes across as somewhat demonic. But to continue in this email but all charismatic pastors are like they want the entire congregation to be able to speak in tongues this was a point in my life where god cancels all my ambitions and my dreams and i given up had given up on myself but god used my ridiculous mistake of taking the jab and my addiction to gaming to draw me closer to him praise the lord amen the regret after the pastor told us that the jab isn't the mark of the beast so that we all should get along with the government's mandate. This was before I got my first job. I got pushed to get the jabberwack. <laughs> I just wanna say I love that word. I'm gonna, that's gonna be a new terminology I'm gonna use. Jabberwack, I like that. This was the first I got, my first job. I got pushed to get the jabberwack because my father is old and my mom can't afford to babysit us with her savings anymore, so we gotta go. After I got my job, and search video and searched for videos online and she's like i said she's from indonesia so the english is a little bit broken but that's all right she actually did a pretty good job writing this after i got my job and searched videos online and many people tell me that the jab is the mark of the beast i was shocked and scared i remember i was like i'm not going to that church again quote unquote but then i got moved to another branch of the supermarket and i had to go home and visit the church weekly The sermons have been nothing but pain. It's those Joel Osteen types. These people want to live their lives, not the Lord's. I got depressed and almost, almost fell into complete despair. But then I found videos that said that this isn't the mark of the beast and that we can still repent and get healed, including from the spiciest Christians. But also at the same time, I felt depressed. Something deep inside of me refused to give up, partly because I remember that in the Bible that God instantly forgave those who repented, seriously and wholeheartedly. I repented after the first two shots. Even in March this year, after I got COVID, I kept refusing another jab. I repented in early November of 2021, and at the same time, I began to realize that many Christians in my country, Indonesia, aren't saved yet. There's, um just separately a lot who are confused over there, not because they don't know the Lord, but they want to know the Lord because Indonesia, for anybody who doesn't know, is primarily a Muslim country. And, um, you know, my friend, Brother H, his wife is from Indonesia, and she's a convert to Christianity, but she truly walks with the Lord. She reads her Bible a lot, and she loves Jesus. You know, she's learned a lot about him. And that's all they want, because there's a lot of people over there who have been misled, and they don't know the way. But anyway, she goes on. We're way too sheepish. We always need some people, human being, to lead us. Whatever the pastor, preacher said or taught, we all say, amen. It's very common even in the churches in America. Things are so disturbing. Many people aren't born yet again here. Most Christians here are so programmed to some charismatic Bible school graduate teaching that the baptism of the Holy Spirit equals speaking in tongues. There's not true salvation, not a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ. Anyway, I tried to reach out to some people in my country who received God's grace to not receive this jabberwack, but they're just confusing the jab Christians here. Most are condemnations. We're so torn apart, as in the unvaxxed side versus the vaxxed side situation. And then she puts in parentheses, I'm sure this is the situation worldwide with believers. Everyone's torn apart. And it's so depressing thinking about those without consolations. It's like they're saying, if you receive the jabberwack, then sorry, too bad for you. Bye bye. I can't blame them. It's our fault. But I feel like the whole world abandons us, those who are tricked into taking this evil. And I'm worried about the number of people who commit suicide and the falling away that will occur from the faith because of the situation when the truth will finally be revealed sooner or later. Sister, it is being revealed. And that's one of the things that when this whole thing started, I prayed that it would be blown wide open. And it has. It has. There's been a lot of people out there exposing it. It is not the mark. It was an experiment, like I was saying, socially. But it was also a physical experiment as well. They wanted to change the body, and they knew the consequences. I mean, it just came out, at least here in the United States, that Johnson & Johnson, the FDA now, is suddenly warning that it's harmful and causes blood clots. They knew very well, full well, all along that there could have been dire consequences, but they did not. They were doing everything to suppress the truth. Project Veritas, they broke that wide open because they interviewed somebody from Pfizer. But it was coming out that all of them were doing it. It was all to make money. Just like all the companies, the big corporations, they got all rich. You notice their stores didn't all close down. Anybody who lives in a Western nation, I don't know how it was over in Indonesia, but places like Australia and the United States and the United Kingdom, they were going around closing all the ma and pa businesses, but if you were a big box store, you got to stay open. You were then considered essential. So you see, it was also an experiment and it was deliberate to put people into social unrest. And we saw some of that because of the stress and the pressure. Then as soon as people were pulled out of lockdowns, now then they started going crazy. And you saw that in the summer of 2020 around the world that was starting. That it wasn't just here in the United States. They were using the race issue here in the United States to bring that on. But there were other issues going along, and it was all due to the pressure that people were feeling. Because you can't keep people chained up in their homes all the time like a caged animal. People are meant to talk to each other. They're meant to have compassion and be amongst each other and fellowship with one another. You can't just treat them like a lab rat. But that's exactly what they were doing. Like I said, this is why it was revealed to me. Now it makes sense. I mean, the whole thing was an experiment. Socially. Mentally with the propaganda, physically, economically, and so on and so forth. And, you know, she goes on in her email uh, talking about the division and, you know, how she's just trying to get right with the Lord and keep on her walk. And sister, I want to encourage you. You're on the right track. Okay. You know, when I speak about those who are going to act weird or when you hear um, many rounds, he spoke to it, you know, they're going to start acting weird. The truth of the matter is, there are those who do. And I, I honestly believe there's those who got, I, I believe there's three different types of the shot. I believe that there's those who took some kind of concoction and it's doing something in their body, whether it's to their bro- blood or their heart or their brain. But then I also believe there's placebos where people didn't get anything but saline. Because if you think about it, if everybody at once was getting that, Don't you think it'd be a little too obvious? And one of the things that they were trying to do was hide it. So what they were doing was giving it in phases. Some people, the first time, were getting the shot. Some people were getting an experiment. Or some people were getting the saline. You know, the first time around, there were those who got the real thing. There were those who got the saline, you know, the placebo. And nothing happened. And that's why they were walking around saying, well, look at me. I'm fine. You know, oh, what are you talking about, you conspiracy theorist? You should just take it. This is exactly how. these. You see, these are the tactics you got to be aware of. And I said at the time that, no, what they're doing is they're going to do round two, round three, round four. Because those that they didn't get the first time or the second time, they will get them the third or fourth time. They also know that when, as this information, this is also another part of the experiment, they also know that as this information comes out, that people are starting to have all these adverse effects. People are going to be angry. And they're counting on it. Because as supply shortages come in. And the people figure out how much they've been lied to. It, you see this is what I'm talking about. Where it leads to the perfect storm. And why everybody has to be aware. As far as what's going to happen to everybody. Who took the shot. Depending on what version of it they got. I cannot say. But what I can try to do is encourage you. It is not the mark, ladies and gentlemen. It's an experiment for it. And in certain countries, what it was demonstrating is in Australia, for example, you had to have a QR code or in France, for example, you had to have a QR code. You know, what they were basically showing you is as far as the future is concerned, when they release the mark, that's what it's going to be like. Those who don't have the mark, they won't be able to participate in things. They won't be able to buy food or, you know, essentially leave their house. And they're trying to also do it under the guise of the sustainability, like the climate agenda, which they've been having meetings on now for at least two or three years. That's what the whole build back better is about. Like I was just got saying in the last podcast, I did. That's exactly what it's about, guys. So, you know, when I sit here and I appeal and i say most people it's because when i look out upon the world there are so many who are still oblivious and they still think an election is going to just change everything and what they don't understand is it doesn't matter at this point who gets in there because this is already decided and you can't refute that it's written biblically that this is going to happen so when i'm being the messenger and i'm telling you this when the god is sending me as his messenger to tell you this when he's having me exhort to you and show you and give you these examples which i've been doing for the better part of a year I'm not doing it to sit here and act prideful and arrogant or stroke my own ego like, oh, well, I didn't get it, but look at everybody who did. No, it is nothing like that. If anything, I have shed tears over this. I have prayed on it, and the Lord knows my heart and knows how important it is, and that is exactly why I get on. So if anybody listens to my content and thinks that I'm acting that way, shame on you because you don't know what comes out of my heart. You don't know how I feel about it, and you don't know how much I've prayed on it, and you don't understand then why I have gotten on here and tried to tell people the truth. It's also why I get on here and say, you need to keep your focus on Jesus and continue to seek him and call on him if you don't know him. Because can I say what's going to happen long-term for those who took this? No, I can't. But then again, I can't speak that any more than what's going to happen to any of us. Guys, some people might perish from lack of knowledge because they took this thing. Some people might perish due to the famine. Some people might perish from another disease. Some people might perish if we have a nuclear war with Russia. And that includes people on the Russian side. Do you think the United States isn't going to retaliate? I can tell you right now, the United States and Britain will retaliate if this goes hot. And it could go hot at any time, all right? This is not going to be good for anybody in the world. Because even if just, let's just say one attack happened or two, two or three cities, bam, bam, bam. That would put so much radiation in the atmosphere, that itself would kill millions of people. At that point, the issue of the shot's going to be moot. So, there is no dividing lines in Christianity. Only those who pretend that they're on the right track, and they're saying, well, you can't, and they're going along with the agenda that you can't participate with us in church because you didn't take it. You know, I have a friend, and I'm not going to name who he is. He told me that they were going to separate the masked from the unmasked in his church one time. I immediately came right out and I said, do you think Jesus would want that? I said, I would not have anything to do with that church. You see, that's an example right there. And that's exactly what she's saying here with her uh, pastor saying the, and the vax versus the unvax and the pastor saying, well, you should just go along and do it because, you know, that's what the government would want you to do. Now do you see why I mentioned the whole Romans 13 thing when I was interviewing Many Rounds? It's for nonsense like that. Stuff that is not of God. And sometimes you have to question it if you have a pastor going in contradiction to what discernment says. Each of us are a son or a daughter in God's eyes, okay? When he gives you a discernment and he says, don't do this, and he sends people to talk to you and appeal to you to not do something, and he says, keep your eyes on me, my children, because you're only now going into the thick of the storm. Get into the ark. That is the reason he's doing it. Now, I know that a lot of my listeners, you know, you guys have been listening to me a while, but there's some newcomers to the um, podcast lately when I did the show with uh, Glinda on the ark, and what I'm trying to say is, You know, I don't get on here and toot my own horn that, oh, I know things that you don't know or, you know, it's no, it's nothing like that. I'm telling you what I tell you because you can see it. You can, it can be proven. And like I said, at the end of the other podcast, they're not even hiding it anymore. The purpose of this, of me getting on today and recording this piece, what spoke to my heart was when I received this email, because if she's going through this, other people are going through this. The Lord can use it to show people where they were wrong, yes. But again, in any case, no matter who you are, whether you know you've taken it or not, or the purpose of what I say is to get people who don't know yet on the right path. It isn't to sit here and say, I know more than you,
1: na boo-boo. No, that's not true. No matter what
0: God has for each of us. The end result is the same. Those who do not stay focused on him and continue to play in the world, it's not going to bode well for them. And at some point, it will be too late. Can I say when that time will come? No, because it could arrive at any time. That's the season we're in now. That is why I do the appealing the way I do. And I have told the Lord, I've said in prayer, I'm like, Lord, you tell me what to say. You tell me how I can appeal to your people. Because he's revealed to me that there's many stubborn out there. I've tried to reach people the nice way. I've tried to do encouraging podcasts. I've had Tom on. You know, he's, he's the most encouraging person I know. And I've tried to, you know, do it very strongly. I've asked the Lord. I'm like, if you want, I said, if you want me to speak even stronger, I will. Because it is getting so serious anymore. And this is an example of it of how easily people are misled. And who knows what they're going to pull out of the hat you know, in the next few months. Because it's because if you haven't noticed and you take a look around, it's, uh, it's getting pretty crazy out there. You can't even keep up with the news half the time anymore. But that's why I say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you took the vaccine or you didn't take the vaccine. It doesn't matter. We all need to be right with the Lord. Because that is the season we're truly in. And that is the problem. The churches, the, a lot of the mainstream churches, they do not talk about it. A lot of them are in bed with leadership, I'm sorry to say. Well, that's come out over the years. There's many who aren't, but then there's a, those who, who do. And that's why I have appealed to you guys before. If you are part of a church like that, the least you need to do is ask your pastor why he does not talk about such things. Why do you never mention end times when clearly the world, there's something really wrong with the world? And not just end times, but what people need to be doing to get right. Not just saying, turn from your sin and accept the Lord and you're saved. No, what are the sins? Because there's a lot of people who sin and don't even realize they're doing it. And I was one of those people a long time ago. And if it weren't for Glenda Lomax, and if it weren't for Stephen Quayle, I wouldn't have known what I was doing wrong. I needed a mentor. And a lot of people need a mentor. Don't put your hope in the mentor, put your hope in Jesus, but... There are brothers and sisters, you know, who are appealing to their audiences for that very reason, to show them where they're wrong and teach them what they need to do. We're not sitting here trying to hurt your feelings. You really want to know when you appeal to an audience, when you appeal to the sheep, your feelings get hurt because sometimes you feel rejected. At least I felt that way. But you know what? I have to look past that because I have a job to do. I'm leading people to the Lord. That's, that's why I'm here. That's why Innocence Redeemed exists. But in regards to, you know, Sister N, you know, you sending me this email, you know, from Indonesia, you're on the right track. Keep reading the word. Don't give up. Cry out for healing, you know. And I believe on my um, website, I do have... 40 verses or decrees for healing, you might consider studying those verses and saying them out loud, speaking them. Start, start speaking them over your situation. You might be okay. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of people who took the placebo. But I want people in general to know, and that's why I mentioned this email, that I'm not here to judge those who took it. Because it's not the same. The situation hasn't been the same for anybody. Are there uninformed people? Yes. That's why going forward, knowing how they've been lied to, knowing how we've all been lied to, I say what I need to say to get the message out there. And yes, sometimes it will come out strong. I will throw down the gauntlet. I will take the gloves off because there is not time for sugarcoating things. Some people appreciate that. Some people don't. You know, at the end of the day, I do what I have to do. I do what the Lord leads me to do.
1: And so I pray you all understand.
0: I pray that you guys have a blessed week. Um, I can't say what I'm going to be releasing next, but I just felt the need to do a quick follow-up for you all based on what I received because this really spoke to my heart that there's literally people out there who think that this was the mark and think they can't be forgiven. It's not the mark, but it was an experiment for the real thing. So what happened was you took part in the experiment and there could be consequences for it. But the point is, all of any of us could die from anything at any time. We could get in the car tomorrow and go to the store and get into a horrific car accident for all we know. You, know, you never know. That's why you need to be right with him all the time. You should always be right with Jesus at any, all the time. That's the point of what I exhort when I do these podcasts. And I pray that it's well understood, and I pray that it's received, and I pray that it speaks to the hearts of those who need to hear it.
1: Anyway, guys, that's all I had to say. Just wanted to get on and clarify. Jesus bless you, and thanks for listening.